Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of the um, Modern Cotton Story podcast sponsored by E3 Sustainable Cotton from BASF. I'm Jennifer Crumpler, Fiber Development Manager from BASF and manager of our E3 Sustainable Cotton Program. And I'm excited because we've got some exciting um, guests on the line today, but uh, I'm here today with Bob. So, Bob, how are you doing? Jennifer, I'm doing great. Thanks a lot. And uh, hope your day's going well. It is. It is. I think as we kind of talked earlier, it's been um, keeping track of the days and what day it is and not sure. And my biggest thing, um, indicators, hey, it's almost five o'clock somewhere. So, you know, making sure we're enjoying <laughs> our what social aspects. <laughs> that's a way to keep priorities. Exactly. That's well, that's great. Well, um, I'm so excited, guys, and everyone listening to introduce our special guest today. We have KP McNeil of um, Imogene and Willie, our Nashville-based clothing company. So, KP, how are you doing today? Good. I'm doing good, Jennifer. Um Appreciate that and sure appreciate you guys um, making us a part of this. Uh, looking forward to it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, KP and KP and I met um, back in September. We um, and He attended our Farm to Fashion event that E3 sponsored down with our partners in Vidalia and Natchez. And um, we um, are, I just can't, I'm just so excited about this opportunity. And just recently, um, KP, you guys just had a big launch, big jeans launch with um, our common partner, Vidalia. So how did that go for you guys? It, so far, it's been, uh, it's been great. The, uh, we've been sort of blown away by the response we've seen. And, um, you know, this project for us is a project that goes back almost three years. So uh, I remember sitting down with, uh, with Bob and Dan um, here in Nashville yeah, almost three years ago, just uh, at that point when I think uh, Bob's plan was still, Bob and Dan's plan was still sort of on paper in terms of the mill. And um, so, you know, to see things come together at Vidalia and then to be able to, uh, we were so fortunate to be able to receive the first fabric uh, off the looms there and to be able to make it into our jeans. Um, it's just been, it's been a really awesome journey to be on and, and we're really just getting started. So we're, we, uh, we were able to start selling some product about a week ago, um, and we did a lot of work to sort of build up to that. And, uh, you know, the response in terms of people buying has been great, but maybe even more important to us is just, you know, sort of the, uh, the feedback and the uh, just the, the sort of commentary that we've gotten. Um, I mean, it, it just it, it feels like the right time to be supporting uh, Made in the USA and to be supporting uh, what the good folks at Vidalia are doing. So we're just, uh, we feel really fortunate to be able to tell that story um, and to be a part of it. You know, KP, we've, uh, you and I have known each other for probably more years than you poor guy. <laughs> than you care to admit. But, uh, but uh, you know, the story of Imogene and Willie is super cool. Could you uh, talk about that a bit? Yeah. So, um, you know, the brand, uh, itself is a little over 10 years old going on sort of 11 years now. Um, I was fortunate to become part of the team here, um, almost three years ago. Um, but I've known Matt and Carrie for quite a while. Um, I actually, um, worked with Carrie and, and her family at Sites Denim up in Henderson, Kentucky, um, many, many years ago. Um, so, you know, I've just, I've known them and, and I've sort of admired 
um, what they've done and, and always, I was always such a huge fan of the brand and, and more importantly, kind of a huge fan of what the brand stood for. Um, you know, we're small. We, we've got a, we've got a store here in Nashville, a, a shop at an old gas station on 12 South. And, um, we fortunately built up, um, sort of our online distribution, our, our e-com business, which has been so important to have as of late, especially, um, you know, we, we kind of stand for one thing first and that's made in the USA. So anything that we put our label on is ultimately made here in the USA. Um, and, and that, that will never change. So, um, when I talk to people about the brand, that's kind of where it starts. So, um, we're, uh, we're about the community here in Nashville. That's really helped us build things up. Um, and we, you know, we'd love to be able to say that every part of what we make is from the USA. Um, as you guys know, that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty challenging and difficult in, in, in the world today as it stands. But, um, that's, 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 what's been great about being able to work with Vidalia, um, to be able to say that our fabrics actually made here in the USA is such a big, a big component of, of the story we want to tell long-term. Yeah. And, you know, KP, just from hearing you talk, and I think that's what really excited me about getting to know you through Bob and Vidalia and that partnership. Uh, just hearing you talk, I can tell the passion you have about Made in the USA. And for me, um, being in the role and working with E3 and Sustainable Cotton, that passion is just runs really deep. Um, I grew up in a small town that had three textile mills and my mother and grandmother both worked in the meal. And so I know firsthand the impact it has on, you know, communities and, you know, it gets to be more, like you said, about the people. And I think um, that has been what struck me most about you guys and your mission and your story. And, um, you know, it's, I can, when I watched your, um, your video and you guys launched this past, you know, last week and this week, it just, you can tell it's so much more than just a pair of jeans. And I think that just is what really resonates with me. Um, you know, and so with our E3 sustainable cotton program, our passion is just like you guys telling that story and helping tell a little bit story about the American cotton farmer and, you know, what he does every day. So, you know, how do you guys feel about, you know, that possibility and ability through Vidalia of um, clothing made with locally sourced U S grown cotton? Well, it's, it's a, um, it's, it's a huge part of why we believe in the relationship with Fidalia. Um, you know, we feel like um, what we've launched recently is just sort of like the first chapter of this story. Um, and ultimately, we are, are so passionate about telling the story of um, locally produced cotton and telling the story of supporting American farmers in the region um, and telling the story of sustainability and, you know, reducing sort of the eco footprint. Um, you know, uh, this, this goes back to sort of a, a, a previous company and a previous sort of opportunity. But, you know, I, I uh, prior to moving to Nashville, I lived about two hours south in Florence, Alabama, um, and um, would, would get out uh, in the fall with my, my boys and spend some time outdoors. And we'd drive through that area um, and we'd see all the cotton sort of being produced. And, and it was, it was always to me um, so disappointing to, to, 
to know and understand that so much of that cotton was being shipped overseas for garment production, you know, for, for fabric and garment production. And so, you know, even kind of dating back into that time period, um, it's just always been something on my mind. And, and then to be able to be a part of a team here that I think, um, uh, feels the same way. And so, um, we're incredibly excited to be able to tell that story, um, and to really dig in and develop content around that story, uh, and really, you know, base a very you know large percentage of our products going forward around that. So, and I think, uh, it's ultimately a shame that the American cotton farmer doesn't actually reap more of the reward from the actual sales of a garment, you know? So for us, if we can find ways to, to help su support those folks and, and to get them, you know, their fair share of that because they're doing so much work to make all that possible. Um, if we can be doing that, um, you know, that, that's ultimately kind of what, what gets us up every day. It's really cool. KP. Um, I'm going to put my economics hat on for a moment. Um, how do you see uh, Imogene growing over time? Question one. Question two is uh, uh, how do you see, see Made in USA? Do you see it uh, returning um, or at least having more hemispheric sourcing for companies uh, that has been the case in the past? So um, on your first question, um, you know, for us, you know, we're, uh, again, thankful for the business we're seeing right now. Um, and we see growth really just by kind of continuing to do what we're doing. Um, we, we really truly do believe that the customer today um, wants honesty. They want transparency. Um, they, they want us to tell our story. Um, they want us to tell other stories, whether that's the mill's story or the cotton farmer's story. Um, and I think for us, if we just kind of keep our head down and, and we keep doing what we're doing, that growth will, will happen naturally. Um, we, uh, you know, we don't necessarily want to be a, you know, a billion dollar company or, or we're not sort of thinking in those terms. We're just sort of, Hey, let's take it day by day and keep doing what we're doing and the growth will happen naturally. Um, you know, for us, um, Will Made in the USA become more popular or, or will it be more important to the consumer? Technically, it doesn't really matter to us. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. I mean, our commitment's sort of um, not relying on that. But I, I do believe um, that, especially with everything going on right now, that people are going to view that as more important. I mean, I've even had conversations sort of recently where people have sort of... Uh, without me having to ask, have kind of brought that up. Um, so, you know, I think for, for, for two reasons, one, because I think the consumer is going to believe in buying made in the USA in a stronger way. And then secondly, I think, you know, with everything going on right now, it does, um, I think, help some folks realize that keeping a tighter footprint in terms of their sort of sourcing parameters is you know, I think the folks that have um, the ability to work in this hemisphere or work in, in the U.S., I think they've had more flexibility. They've been able to sort of pivot quicker and actually get things done. So um, I think those factors 
you know, sort of should benefit, you know, made in the USA. Yeah. And I think, you know, KP, like you talked about, you know, it's just been a interesting um, two months, I guess, you know, six, eight weeks, just looking at with the current situation we're in and um, with the COVID outbreak and just really looking at and cause us to really look at, um, you know, the problems for whether it's brand or um, other things and that, you know, how reliant we were upon that foreign supply chain. Um, and you hit on some of this and it's interesting for me because when a lot of people find out that I work in cotton, you know, it just kind of triggers that conversation. Oh, okay. Well, some of those same things, well, I want to get, you know, made in America. How do I get that made in the USA? You know, I have those questions come up more often, um, just like you have, but, you know, we look at some of that reliance upon foreign supply chains. Do you think that long supply chain and the way it was is going to be altered, um, along with the overall apparel business, you know, once it, once this COVID's behind us, like, what do you, what do you see kind of some of those changes potentially happening? I do, I do think they're going to be sort of permanent and lasting changes that, that are occurring right now as we speak. I think, um, I think in some ways what has happened recently in this last six, eight weeks is, has really sort of just sped things up. Um, uh, I think, it's, it's uh, kind of just turn the dials quicker. It's almost like, you know, change that might've taken two, three, four or five years is all of a sudden happening, you know, in days and weeks. Um, so, no, I, I, I do think people are going to have to think differently. And, and I think, um, I think footprint efficiencies and I think supporting American workers and American farmers. And um, I, th- I just think people are going to have a different mindset. I think, um, I think part of the reason we're seeing some success right now is because that mindset's changing. Um, I think people are, are digging deeper and thinking more about who they're supporting, you know, who am I buying from? Why am I buying it? Um, and if, if you don't have, if you don't have the ability to sort of provide the right answers on those questions, I think you might not necessarily have the same market share after this that you had before. So, um, you know, our hope has always been to just tell the story um, as well as we can possibly tell the story and to impact as many people as possible with those stories. And, you know, yeah, we hope we can do some business, but in the grand scheme of things, I mean, we're pretty small. So I've always said to Bob, like, Hey, you know, we hope we bring big customers to Vidalia. Um, we hope we bring um, more sort of uh, focus and, and, and you know, sort of stress the importance of the American farmer. Um, that, that's how we can sort of really make big things happen. It might not be through us selling the product, but if we can get the big guys to think the right way, um, then we're going to see real change. So, yeah, I mean, I, I hope there's going to be a lot of change, um, but I really do believe there is going to be that. That's really interesting, KP. Um, you know, the trade talks a lot about fast fashion versus slow fashion. And, uh, as you know. And uh, so do you see uh, fast fast that balance between local production and overseas supply chains, fast fashion versus what they sometimes call slow fashion? Do you see that changing as a result of the uh, COVID outbreak? I, I do. Again, I think it's going to I think it was already happening, um, but I think it, it's just sort of like exponentially speeding things up. Um, I think. Um, I think people are going to want to buy things that they know are going to last. I think they're going to think more through their purchases. I think they're going to want to support 
I think they're going to want to understand more the value set and culture set around a brand or a company. And they're going to want to support the brands and companies that believe in the same things that they do. Um, I, I just think more consideration by the consumer leads to better choices, which should hopefully ultimately support companies that really are taking the time and energy to do things the right way. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure I'm biased, uh, uh, but no, I think, I mean, from, from what I can understand from talking, I, I, st I try to stay fairly connected within the industry. And, and you know, I think, um, you know, and, and look, you know, I read the trade journals every day. I mean, you see the folks that are really having a hard time. Um, and, and more often than not, those are people that may not have been on the right side of some of these things. So, um, look, I wouldn't wish anything bad on anyone, but I, I'm sure excited for the folks that have kind of had their head down doing things the right way for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, and KP, I, you just hit it nail on the head. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting through this change, those who have been doing things the right way the whole time. And, you know, just seeing some of that, um, you know, that payoff and, you know, you guys aren't having to see a whole lot of difference in the way you do business or how you, you know, handle your market and the way you go to market because you've been doing that all along. So um, I am super excited. And, um, you know, Bob, thank you for, you know, helping Brent, you know, with the interview today. And I can't thank you, KP, enough uh, for joining us. And I enjoyed our chat so much. And, um, you know, just so our listeners know, KP, where if they, you know, where should they go if they want to get information or purchase a pair of jeans or make sure they kind of follow you guys' story? What's the best way to connect with you? Oh, well, that's awfully nice of you. And, and um, thank you guys for including us. And thank you guys for including us um, in terms of all the work you've been doing. Uh, if, if folks do want to uh, come see what we're all about, they can go to our website, which is at www.imogeneandwilly.com. That's I-M-O-G-E-N-E-A-N-D. W-I-L-L-I-E.com. Um, we sure appreciate you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, guys, make sure you go check them out. I am super excited for this in the future with them and just like with um, Vidalia as well. And I'd also like to thank, you know, you, our listeners, for joining us and hoping you enjoyed our show and, you know, hearing about some of those um, brands that are really making a difference. So should you have any questions about the E3 Cotton program, please email me at e3cotton at basf.com. So, um, you know, until next time, don't forget to go online and visit Imogene and Willie and learn more about this exciting brand.